Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This is the broadcast for May 7th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration. I had to repeat that just because people need to know. Folks, there's a big difference between us and a lot of the folks out there who want to pick up the gun or, you know, riot at capitals and do whatever they do. Uh, We're not part of that, folks. We're not interested in those kinds of things. I get that government's tyrannical. I get that government's abusive. I understand all that. But we need to make sure that we really chart a course of peace. And if it's not peaceful, ladies and gentlemen, let's make it very clear who is not peaceful? Okay, that's really important to do, ladies and gentlemen. So there you have it. It is a freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled. We're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time Friday. And that means Chris Carlson's on your radio coming up in mere seconds. First, the recap of yesterday's show starts now. We had our guest on, Mr. Kirk Crosby, with us. We also had our guest on, Brian Rust, com. We talked about honest money. And uh, we talked about the National Day of Prayer, Thursday, May 6th, which was yesterday. And I want the National Day of Prayer to go on and on and on and on, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Biden took the word God out, so we have a godless president. We stand for God, family, country. We hope Americans come together with prayer. We believe that's one of the greatest solutions that America needs at this desperate time in our country. We talked about the Honest Money Report, gold and silver. Gold's at $1,796.70. No. Yeah, $1,796.70. Silver, $26.89. That was yesterday. But you still can't get a Silver Eagle for any less than 38 bucks. Democrats unveil U.S. digital dollar legislation. Democrats are pushing what they call paperless currency. To reset Americans' wealth, ladies and gentlemen, to zero. Yes, soon it'll be forced up on you, ladies and gentlemen. They're calling it a U.S. digital currency or a digital wallet, if you will. You'll have 0% privacy in a plan like that. Now, Nancy Pelosi pulled the new digital dollar legislation plan from the stimulus package, but not long after that. On March 24th, Senator Sherrod Brown, or Sherrod Brown, proposed a, quote, new pro-digital dollar draft. It's S-3571. It's Banking for All Act is what it's called. The Banking for All Act. It is dangerous. Could COVID-19 or the climate change crisis be the catalyst for a digital dollar? I'm afraid that's what they're going to push, folks. Beware. Sidney Powell wisely points out that America is now a communist regime. 
They're feeding lies to the American people every single day, writes Bob Unruh about Sidney Powell. That was hour one. Hour two, CNN anchor Don Lemon claims that God was not about hindering people or even judging people. So now Don Lemon tells you that God is not your judge. The guy's off his rocker nuts. Christianity too hot for city farmers market. We talked about that. We talked about vaccine trial for children. Still looking for participants. That's a KSL news story right here in Utah. Listen, vaccine trial for children looking for participants. If it's a experimental vaccine and you try it on your kids, is that child abuse? Just wondering. Wow. Hale Center Theater will not require masks from now on, so that's good news. Is it time for Utah to switch to artificial grass? We talked a bit about that. You say that's a puff story, Sam. Not when you back it into the government's agenda on the climate change discussion. It's not. It might be in your face before you know it, my fellow Americans. We wrapped up on a good news piece. Alabama planning to restore in God we trust motto into public schools. Yeah. Guy's name is Dean Young. He's chairman of the Ten Commandments Political Action Committee. So the Ten Commandments pack. And according to AI.com, his group hopes to push the Ten Commandments, the Constitution, and the Declaration of Independence into all the schools. Why? So the children can learn about their historical importance. He says, my hope is that they have the Ten Commandments in the schools all over the state of Alabama, as well as the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution and our historical documents that go with this country, Young explains. So basically he's saying, hey, you know what? I want people to be able to learn about them. And when people ask where they come from, I want the teachers to be able to say, look, they come from followers of God. They come from the Bible and give a true historical connection. Well, I'm certainly not for the forcing of this, and I'm certainly not for government schools. But all I can tell you is every time we have the opportunity to tie us back to true history and the truth on our origins, who we are as a people, our godly and our American heritage, it's a blessing. Uh, so, you know what, I'm not really for force, but you know what, they've kicked these views out of schools, and I agree it's time to bring them back. It's really time to shut down the government schools entirely. Uh, but I digress. That is a recap of yesterday's broadcast, still available at libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net. Without further ado, news that I refuse to use starts now. Chris Carlson with me. Welcome to the broadcast, my friend. How are you? Thank you. I'm well, Sam. I just wanted to mention without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose, Sam. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we, Sam, need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson reporting for duty, sir. Roger that. Welcome to the broadcast, my friend. It is a freedom-loving. Thank you very much, Sam. Fantastic Friday. There's a lot going on today. And you want to talk about a communist leader, Nazi-obsessed Zionist leader Frank Luntz is now advising yes, the GOP to embrace trannies and COVID jabs. Oh, wow, you've got a topic to talk about today, don't you, buddy? <laughs> yes, sir, Sam. Uh, we've got plenty on our plate today. Well, he said... Right, so let's, let's back up first. 
let's back up first before we even hear what he said and everything else. Who the heck is this guy? People are going, who the heck is Frank Lutz, dude? Come on. Or who the heck is Frank Lutz? Frank Lutz Lutz was born into a Jewish family. He is Um, pro-Israel. I don't know whether or not he's a dual citizen. Many of these uh, operatives are. uh, I wouldn't doubt it. He is a communications consultant, pollster, and pundit, and he is a regular contributor to Fox, Sam. Um, he is the one who presumably came up with the, the, the um, Appalachian death tax to describe the estate tax. He was the one that uh, was behind the change of uh, global warming to climate change. He's basically, Sam, he's a wordsmith and a propagandist. He teaches politicians, bureaucrats, and uh, political pundits, how to spin a story in a way that makes it sound credible. In fact, he said, um, you can't lie. This is in a PBS interview that he gave. He said, you can't lie because lying destroys credibility, and credibility is more important than clarity. And I think that's very telling, Sam, if you, if you break that down. Um, I would like to have both clarity and credibility. In fact, without clarity, I don't think uh, something can be credible. But what does that tell you? That is pure propaganda. And I don't think Sam. something can be credible uh, without clarity either on the topic, by the way, just so people know. So Frank Ian Luntz was born February 23rd, 1962. He's 59 years old. He was born in West Hartford, Connecticut. And he went to the University of Pennsylvania, got an MBA, Trinity College, Oxford, if you will. Occupation, Republican Party strategist communication consultant, and political pollster. Political party, Republican, started that in 2001. And um, he's best known for developing talking points and other messaging for Republican causes. His work has included assistance regarding messaging for Newt Gingrich and the contract with America turned out to be the contract on America, as I like to say. He really focuses on specific use of vocabulary to engineer a desired effect, including the term, as you mentioned, death tax instead of a state tax, climate change instead of global warming. So this guy, you know, you think the global warming party is the Democratic Party and you think the Republicans are not. That's where the lie begins. And Frank's story starts, if you will, Chris Carlson. Yes, sir. Um, one of his latest projects, Sam, was he is trying to convince uh, Republican voters and uh, representatives to believe that the Republican uh, voters are actually in favor of, um, of illegal immigration and giving amnesty to those who are already here in this country. And he uses social science to do that. He said uh, Trump voters uh, support the DREAM Act. And that, uh, you know, really Republicans really deep down inside, they think that uh, that immigration is a good thing, which I don't agree with, Sam. I just want to make sure that we vet them at the border. We don't bring in people that are going to be bad news for the American people. So anyway, let's talk about Frank Luntz a little more, ladies and gentlemen, because he's a contributor to Fox News. This guy's pitched to the conservatives conservative. Chris Carlton's ready to call a halt to the con game on this one. Hang tight.
As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're with Chris Carlson. We're talking about Frank Luntz, a political strategist, 59 years old. He's a Republican, and in my opinion, the guy's disaster. He's backing climate change. He's backing, what do you call it, a state tax, death tax, whatever you want to call it. Um, they're all part of the Communist Manifesto, folks. This guy's promoting straight out of the Communist playbook the Solinsky idea, which is just, you know what, craft the language, manipulate the public, soften things, manipulate words to uh, attract attention. Let me give you a little bit more idea about this guy. Lentz has frequently contributed to Fox News as a commentator and as an analyst, as well as running focus groups before and after presidential debates on CBS and others. Luntz describes his specialty as testing language and finding words that will help his clients sell their product or turn public opinion on a public issue or for a certain or against a certain candidate. In other words, the guy's a, a disaster. He's also an author of business books dealing with human communication strategies and public opinion. He declared him in January 2021. He declared himself no longer a Republican. Okay? This guy is a disaster. All right? This guy... <laughs> 
I don't even know how to describe when you dig into people like this that run the Republican group and party. You go, I don't want to be a Republican if that's what Republicans look like and behave like. What about gun control, huh? Do you know about Frank Luntz and gun control? Yeah. It all how you, it's all how you use words, Luntz would say. Now listen to this. In 2012, Luntz conducted a poll that found that sizable majorities of gun owners like gun control measures. Yes, they do. Like mandatory criminal background checks, minimum age restrictions, and eligibility requirements for concealed weapon permits. Okay, this guy literally is the Republican Party's enemy. But yet, because he's into language and psychology and manipulating the public, and obviously his clients, uh, this guy is seriously a disaster. Chris, let's start there. Yes, sir. Well, first of all, I do believe in gun control. I go to the range, Joe, every three or four months to make sure that I'm in very much control of my gun <laughs> and the government's not. Anyway, yeah. And I, I didn't read anything about the gun control issue, but um, you're probably familiar, Sam, with um, a lawsuit that was issued against Purdue Pharmaceuticals. Well, Mr. Luntz uh, represented Purdue Pharmaceuticals, more specifically the Fackler family, or, excuse me, the Sackler family, who were recently sued for $4 billion. Well, in their interview um, that was conducted in connection with this lawsuit, he basically said that instead of blaming Sackler for producing drugs such as oxycodone and oxycotton, which you and I know both, Sam, are very addictive and very dangerous. So there are many, many people who have, um, as a result of being addicted to these drugs, have, have ruined their families, have ruined their lives, their careers. Yet instead of saying, well, we, we should probably discontinue or, or outlaw these dangerous drugs, or, which are extremely addictive, he blames the addiction on the addict, which sounds reasonable. If you think about it, Sam, you know, we as uh, re, uh, conservative Republicans, we believe in a personal accountability. And that sounds reasonable to blame an addiction on the truth. Nevertheless, I believe, and I hope that you would agree, some culpability on the part of the drug companies for not only providing these addictive drugs, but for pushing and promoting them and for, uh, for creating this credibility that they are safe and effective. They are neither safe, and I would say that they're not effective. They're, not, they're certainly not. They don't use natural modalities to help people overcome depression and pain. Anyway. So that was one of his. Well, I, would, um, I would completely agree, Chris, with the idea that we, the people, have a responsibility for our own actions to some degree. But I also agree that you know what? In America, we have created this holier-than-thou group of people, uh, and it, it starts with like attorneys, politicians, physicians, and they are kind of given the king status in America, or the uh, you know what? Don't you dare approach uh, status. If I talk about vaccines, the first thing they say is, what are your credentials? Are you a doctor? Are you a physician? You don't have any right to speak out on this at all. You're not even properly credentialed. And they've created these, this kind of educational two-class or more system uh, in America. And so, for example, when physicians say, you know, you got a back problem and your back hurts and 
you know, what we really need to do is get you on medication to, to, to control the pain for you and stuff like that. Um, what they do is they create these drug addicts, and it's all to fuel this big pharma uh, money pot for the most part. And, uh, you know, this is kind of the problem. And, you know, we've cracked down on it with some of the laws in America, uh, but not enough. We've really fueled it and promoted it. And then what we do is we drive people from, well, addicted status on, uh, quote, and listen to me carefully, quote, prescription medication, which is not only legal, but it's safe and effective. And by golly, if the physician uh, recommended, I mean, it's got to be good, right? I mean, it's for sure uh, because we created this status. See what I'm talking about? And then what happens is then what we do is we get them addicted. And then we yank the drugs from them. We say, oh, no, we can't be having you addicted. But then in bed with the drug cartels that cross the border in Mexico, uh, we get these drugs that are on the other market. And then people flee to these other drug um, options and of course they're bad they're evil now you've crossed the line but you can't help it because you're addicted kind of an idea now the addiction clinics to help people recover from addiction are getting rich the big pharma folks are getting rich the kickback to the physicians are getting rich uh, and the American even though they have some responsibility for their actions um, oftentimes flat out get the shaft and all the blame for the carnage that results that's kind of a summary and this guy this Republican strategist really backs that stuff, huh? He certainly does. And just as a side note, Sam, I used to work with uh, recovering drug addicts in a program called Adult Parole and Probation in the capacity of a teacher. And guess what? Most of these people were on probation for illegally uh, consuming drugs that were legal. They weren't getting uh, street drugs from, you know, drug dealers that were operating illegal outside of the. Yeah, so they're kind of they're kind of in the middle stage. They're they're in the middle stage, Chris, where at first they got started on these drugs in a, quote, legal and prescribed way. Then when the ability to get their prescriptions ran out because they were addicted now, now they're uh, getting legal drugs. But yet they're, you know, doing prescription hopping and whatever else. Um if, if they get shut down in that avenue, they'll eventually be on the other drugs. But there's a slippery slope, and you're catching these people in the middle at this point, right? Well, and in some cases, Sam, I mean, what you said is legitimate, and it's true. But in some cases, they're content with these prescription drugs. They're just not getting them from a doctor because they don't have any pain issues to, to address. They're just getting them from this, off the street, you know, from drug dealers. Because some of these drugs, like Oxycontin and Oxycodone, are actually just as satisfying as the street drugs, like uh, heroin and, and cocaine. So anyway, that's, that's, that was my observation in that capacity of work. So that's one thing that he, one um, industry that he uh, promotes. He's also pushing the vaccine. I don't know if you read about that, uh, Sam. So he's also a consultant on finding ways to get specifically conservative uh, resistant, like you and me, Sam, we're not taking the vaccine. I don't care what they do. They can take away my Twitter account. Oh, wait, I don't have one. Um, or my Facebook account, which I don't have either. But they can do a lot more things. But here's here's what he says con- in connection um, with the vaccines that they're trying to push. And don't you think it's peculiar, Sam, that this man, and I'll, I'll read you a quote about his uh, promotion of abortion, the same individual who promotes abortion on the Larry King live show uh, is now promoting vaccines. So on the one hand, he doesn't really care about the unborn. They can be killed in their mother's womb. And on the other hand, he's so concerned about the rest of us that he wants us to take our vaccines so that we'll live long, healthy, prosperous lives. 
But anyway, he says, um, we, need, we need to tell these people that they're not protecting themselves, they're protecting uh, the ones that they love. This is a direct quote from him on, a, on an interview that they conducted. You need to make it personal, not political. And he says, like Senator Cassidy said, uh, like a seatbelt, you hope you'll never need it, but you'll want to have it just in case. And these are all lies, Sam, because as you reported recently in Israel, 40, there was a 40% increase in the deaths due to the vaccine that they're administering there than from the COVID virus itself. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Hang tight. Chris Carlson, ladies and gentlemen, on your radio, talking about all things liberty. Listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Utah Governor Republican Spencer Cox says that the state will drop mask mandates for the upcoming school year after weeks of protests from parents. He says the state's rising vaccination rates indicate that districts are prepared to limit restrictions. The U.S. State Department said this week it recently fined U.S. defense contractor Honeywell $13 million after the company was found to have harmed national security by sharing sensitive information about U.S. military aircraft with China and other countries. The documents violated the U.S. Arms Export Control Act and the U.S. International Traffic in Arms Regulations. The White House issued a proclamation on the National Day of Prayer Thursday, but President Biden left out one important word, God. Biden referenced Americans' many religious and belief systems and the power of prayer. In contrast, former President Trump mentioned God five times in 2017 and 11 times in 2020. USA Radio News. Who's really running the country? Joe Biden? The First Lady? Kamala Harris? Maybe Barack Obama? Already, Kamala Harris is the most powerful vice president in history. All this week, Newsmax's Greg Kelly asked the tough questions about Joe Biden and who's really in charge at the White House. Every night this week, Greg Kelly is on Newsmax giving you the news you need to know. So watch Greg Kelly tonight at 7 p.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern and see his series, Who's Really in Charge? Newsmax TV is America's fourth highest rated cable news network. Everyone is talking about Newsmax. Find Newsmax on all major cable systems. If you don't get it, call your cable system, tell them you want it, or get Newsmax free on your smart TV, or tune into Roku, Amazon Fire, Pluto, Zumo, or YouTube, or just download the free Newsmax TV app on your smartphone and watch us anytime, anywhere. Millions of Americans are watching Newsmax. So should you. The St. Louis prosecutor who charged a couple with brandishing weapons against Black Lives Matter protesters that broke onto private property last summer could have her law license revoked for professional misconduct. Circuit attorney Kim Gardner, who charged Mark and Patricia McCloskey following the incident in July, has been accused of hiding evidence and fabricating facts. The McCloskeys, claiming Gardner harbored bias against them, has asked for their criminal case to be revisited by a grand jury. Gardner was removed from the case in December. It's all about giving death row inmates a choice when lethal drugs are not available. Tim Berg explains. South Carolina is one step closer to bringing back the firing squad. House lawmakers voted to pass a bill Wednesday that will allow firing squads, and the state's governor says he'll sign it. The new bill means death row inmates will get to choose between being shot or electrocuted if lethal injection drugs are not available. 
Three states that currently allow firing squads are Mississippi, Oklahoma, and Utah, according to the Death Penalty Information Center. USA Radio News. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. I'm Sam Bushman, Chris Carlson with me. We're talking about all kinds of unprincipled folks that have literally commandeered Shanghai, the Republican Party, if you will. But i got to take a break from that for a second. Come on. Come on, happy birthday, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, you did. That's right. Yes, indeed, a big old rip and shout out happy birthday to our producer, Cameron. Taking care of business in the studio never gets credit. Reminds me of I'm kind of the quarterback and get all the. Yes, indeed. All right. So Cameron, ladies and gentlemen, is our producer. And you probably haven't met Cameron. I feel like a quarterback where I get all the credit sometimes. It isn't fair. Uh, there's a lot of people that do a lot of things. That don't get the credit. Cam, can you come on the air with us? Yes, sir. Of course. All right. Let's put Cam on the air. How old are you, sir? 19 years old, sir. 19 years old. The reason I bring that up, ladies and gentlemen, is Cam digs talk radio. He digs tech. And uh, not only is he working on a bunch of cool stuff, but he, he was telling me on the break. He tells me all these cool things on the breaks. Number one, he just rips on politics and he likes that kind of stuff. But number two, he builds computers, and he built himself a ripping, uh, like a gaming computer and stuff like that. And he works behind the scenes to make this broadcast run smoothly. So anyway, we just wanted to give him a big old shout out and a ripping happy birthday. How would you like that gospel-style happy birthday song I found? Was that Very all right? Nice. Loved it a lot. Because they, probably the crowning feature of Cam is not only is he young, a lot of young people are into who knows what, but, but Cam's into all the right things, talk radio. <laughs> tech, the gospel of Jesus Christ, all the things, family, all the things that matter most. So anyway, we thought we'd give you a big old shout out. You want to tell the people anything? What's it like to be 19 in the modern era of, of political divides and confusions? Well, it is a little bit scary, but we know that we can move forward with God and principles on things, and we can always move forward with Sam and everybody who helps participate in family, God, and country. Chris, you want to shout out to Cameron for me? Cameron, thank you very much, sir. Happy birthday. And you're working on your birthday, dude? Sam didn't give you the, give you the day off? Dude. Uh-oh. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, it's all good. Dude. I'd rather be working, man. Come on. All right. Yeah, Cameron uh, well, would rather work on his birthday because he likes talk radio and he yeah. likes tech and he likes what he does and he's good at it. So there you have it. Anyway, I, he's a little different than Frank Lutz. I'll tell you that, Chris. Oh, or yeah. Frank Luntz, I guess, totally. is his name. I keep saying Lutz, but well, it's Frank Luntz uh, is the Lutz, guy's name. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much, Cam. And, and Cameron's taking care of business, ladies and gentlemen. We got a new phone number. If you want to dial in, it's 208-216-6100. If you want to chime in on any of the topics we discuss. And I, I've, I've got a kind of a dilemma, too. Should we keep our 800 number or should we just get rid of it? 
You know, 800 numbers sound great. 866-986-NEWS. Call us now. That number works. But I kind of think about it, and I think, you know what? It costs us money every time somebody dials that number. And with modern technology, cell phones, and people don't have to pay for long distance across the country. Anyway, I wonder if 800 numbers have their uh, appeal that they once had. Anyway, kind of a side discussion, uh, if you will. But but interesting, uh, nevertheless. All right, what else do you want to tell us about Frank Lunt? we got to tie this really, though, to the Liberty fight, Chris. It isn't really about Frank and his wordsmithing and all that kind of stuff that matters. What matters is the principles of liberty that this guy seems to violate on an ever-increasing basis. Um, he's Nazi-obsessed. I mean, the guy just loves – the guy's a Republican. He advises GOP, uh, and he's advising them to all the wrong things. We already talked about gun control. We already talked about wordsmithing a, a lot of different things. Um, terms to be dishonest about those terms and promoting the principles of communism. But now he's doing it again with two specific things we want to mention. Embrace transsexual behavior, embrace trannies, if you will. And then we'll get to COVID jabs or the shots uh, here coming up. But the trannies is a big one because it strikes at the very heart of the God-ordained family. Chris? Um, yeah, why why would uh, a so-called conservative promote transgenderism? And there's a very good reason for that, and it's the same reason that uh, a conservative would promote illegal immigration. It's the same reason that he, uh, he would um, promote a, a lot of other liberal agendas. It's because he's trying to create a nation that stands condemned under God, I would suggest. Um he is. He his ties are to Israel. He is a very close um, uh, ally to Benjamin Netanyahu, as was our previous president. And I think his loyalties are more to Israel than to America. And I would suggest that he's probably uh, among the same elk as people like uh, Philip Zelikow, Jack Abramoff, Jared Kushner, all of whom. And I can't prove that they have dual loyalties, but I would suggest, well, I know they have dual loyalties. I just don't know if they have dual citizenship. But, you know who this uh, guy know, reminds me of Israel. the most, Chris? Who? Henry Kissinger. I, I bet I know who you're going to say. Henry, I was going to include him on the list. Modern-day Henry Kissinger, because look, Henry, Henry back in the day was a duplicitous uh, individual on 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 the public fa- front facing uh, was very patriotic that uh, behind the scenes dual citizenship manipulative to say the least um, conflicting agendas I mean we go on and on and on with this guy so this guy reminds me of Frank Luntz reminds me of a modern day Henry Kissinger kind of just a betrayer to the core yeah he was the one that uh, that developed uh, diplomatic relationships with China through uh, his puppet. President Nixon. Uh, he also reminds me of Edward Bernays, uh, who is the father of public relations, i.e. propaganda. Uh, this man is uh, an acolyte of Edward Bernays. Let me, let me give you a quote that I think is very telling about this individual. He said, 80% of our lives is emotion and only 20% is intellect. I am much more interested in how you feel than how you think. And unfortunately, Sam, he is 100% accurate on that. If you want to convince a person to do something, whether it be take a vaccine, allow uh, a continuation of our broken immigration uh, program, or accept transgenders like Bruce Jenner into the Republican Party, 
you're going to do it through emotions. You're not going to do it through intellect because traditionally the Republicans and conservatives have been the intellectual party, whereas the Democrat party has traditionally been the emotional party. And I think they're trying to transition the Republican party closer to looking like and acting like the liberal Democrat party. Wouldn't you say that that trend has been something that you have recognized over the last 20 or so years? And I think Without Frank a doubt. Is, is the one that's trying to facilitate that. And it's very important we understand that. And he's doing it through propaganda. He's propagandizing the republic. You've heard the terminology big tent, Sam. Do you remember that? That was used about oh, yeah. 20 They're years ago. They're still at it. it they don't use the term much, but they're certainly was, building the big tent right now, aren't they? They certainly are. And they're using both emotion and intellect to try to pawn that off on conservatives. They tell us that, well, we have to accommodate these people in order to expand that tent, to widen that tent, to include more people. Isn't that a good thing, Sam? Doesn't that sound reasonable, rational, uh, that we would include, um, you know, people that maybe sympathize a little bit more with illegal immigration or sympathize more with homosexuals or with transgenders? Isn't that a good thing? Don't we want to expand our sphere of influence? That's a good thing, Sam. But... In order to do that, unfortunately, Sam, we do have to compromise our standards. And once we cross that line, I would suggest, Sam, that we're crossing a line that we should never have crossed. And in the eyes of God, that is a line that we should, that we cannot cross and maintain our connection to that divine source of power. And I'm not going there. I I left the Republican Party 20 years ago, Sam. I I don't know if you remember me saying that in the previous show. but you know what? I stand corrected. I never left the Republican Party. The Republican Party left me. I haven't voted for a Republican. I've never voted for a Democrat ever in my life in 20 years. So there's that. And, you know, the Savior, Jesus Christ, when he sent his apostles out to preach the gospel uh, to the world, do you remember the statement that he said, his admonition to them? He said, I send you out as lambs among wolves. Be ye therefore as wise as serpents, yet harmless as doves. The Republican Party has become as harmless as doves, but we are not nearly as wise as serpents as the Democrats and their ilk are today. And that's the problem with conservatives, with Christians. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk about I want to talk about this Caitlyn Jenner discussion. In light of this Nazi obsessed Zionist Frank Luntz advising GOP to embrace transsexuals. Let's talk about that when it comes to Bruce, shall we? Liberty Roundtable Live. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually, gold is money. 
And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. All right, back with you live. Chris Carlson with me. Discussion of all things liberty on your radio. Nazi obsessed, obsessed Zionist Frank Luntz, political strategist for the Republican Party, disaster advising the GOP to back transgenderism. Proof in the pudding, Republican Bruce, a.k.a. Caitlin, Bruce Jenner. They say she, she, she through the whole article. I'm rejecting that whole narrative. Uh, but anyway, Bruce gives first interview as a candidate, tells Sean Hannity, ready to replace Gavin Newsom in California. So that's the answer in California, Republican style, to whacked out uh, Governor currently Newsom. So Newsom's a Democrat. Bruce is a Republican. They want us to call her Caitlin, but it's not a her, it's a him, and it's Bruce, and that's really the way it is. Nevertheless, here's the problem. They say, if I don't call her Caitlin or I don't refer the word she, then I'm not being respectful. Oh, yeah? What about respectful of God? Uh, God uh, had Bruce born as a male, and uh, that's how it is. Bruce doesn't like God's designating him as a male, and therefore, you know, what goes on with that? Uh, big story. But nevertheless, this whacked-out Frank Luntz guy promoting the transgender idea, saying, hey, you got to have the big tent. Well, now you got whacked out Bruce Jenner. Now, here's the funny thing. Sean Hannity literally held Jenner's hand through this whole thing. Uh, so Bruce, Caitlin, whatever, says, hey, you know what? I'm all for illegal immigration. Yeah. And then Sean had to go, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're for legal immigration, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for, for having my back there, Sean. Kind of a thing. It was an absolute fiasco. They're grooming this transgender to be the key governor for the Republican Party. Because look, you'd be a governor on the Republican ticket for one of the biggest or largest states in the union population-wise. In fact, the biggest. Is there a state bigger population-wise than California? I think not. 40 million citizens, ladies and gentlemen, approximately, uh, in California. And they're literally saying, let's replace the Democrat whacked out Newsom that doesn't believe in religious worship at all, period, in a paragraph. And let's replace it with a transgender as the uh, what, icon of the Republican Party, Chris? Are you kidding me right now? What do they call that, log cabin Republican, sir? 
Oh, it's worse than that. So this is more than just a gubernatorial race. This is a psychological operation, and you know what that is. They're trying to condition conservatives and Republicans into accepting transgenderism. And again, it goes back to what I said earlier, Sam. There are certain people in this world who understand the principle of accountability before God, and Republicans and conservatives don't seem to be among those people, unfortunately. But we, we, we rationalize in our minds this concept that, well, we need to accept people for who they are, even in the Republican Party. But the more we do that, Sam, the more we stand condemned before God, and the more he withdraws his spirit and his blessings from this, this land, this sacred land that has both a curse and a blessing upon it. If we accept, um, well, let's, let's say he wins the gubernatorial election in the state of California, and let's say that he turns California around, and wow, look at this man. You know, maybe we have prejudged the transgender community. Maybe we've, we've prejudged um, <clears throat> the homosexual community. Maybe we need to expand that tent to include them. And if we do that, it will not only be to our own condemnation, but we're not doing the transgender uh, community or the homosexual community any favors because we're telling them a lie. We're lying to ourselves. We're lying to them. You know, God doesn't change. It's only a man that changes. And when we change we forfeit blessings that we could potentially receive from the hand of God. And if we do that, we have nobody but ourselves to blame. And we're doing that. I refuse to go along just because the majority of conservatives seem to be succumbing to the pressure and, and to the temptation to, to accept transgender. It's wrong. It's a perversion of God's laws. And we need to, we need to be very clear about that fact. And hopefully you and I, Sam, will continue to trumpet that message to the American people. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Look, let me give you an example. They want us to recognize these people or give acknowledgement or a nod to who they really are, right? Or who they are, they claim. Well, you know what? God uh, ordained Bruce as a male. Bruce was born as a male. Okay, Bruce doesn't like that, so he tried to change his gender. But he can manipulate uh, his gender, maybe, and deceive a lot of people by looks and by uh, crafty deception. But that's all it is. The guy's a male, and he will always be a male. And so if I'm going to look at who Bruce really is, then i got to call him Bruce and deal with him as Bruce. Let me give you an example. Let's say that a thief, uh, a rapist, a murderer, just rolls into town as a preacher. Do I got to accept him as a preacher? If I know um, the behavior? Because the, he identifies that's who he thinks he is? Or do I got to deal with who he really is? See? And so the problem <clears throat> really starts there. Uh, anyway, the bottom line is this. Frank Luntz guy is a nutcase. So is whacked out Republican Bruce. And I can't believe that the Republicans are backing this guy literally wholesale. I mean, you've got, uh, really, are all the Republicans backing this guy? I think so. There might be an exception here or there. But that's that's, the new face of the the Republican Party, Chris. You know, in the Republican Party, I used to be a Republican. And I used to be a proud Republican because I thought they represented something. I thought they represented principles. When, in fact, the whole time, Sam... They were, they were pretending to represent principles, but the majority of Republicans were, were glamming onto personalities. 
Like Donald Trump is a perfect example. People just fell for him because of his ability to give a very polished and powerful speech. I never did. I was way beyond that by the time he ran for office because I knew that unless you're upholding sound, uh, God-ordained principles, it doesn't matter what direction your party goes or how many successes they enjoy. You're, you're leaving the protection of God by turning your back on him and uh, basically engaging in idolatry. You know, Sam, I used to read the Old Testament, and I used to read about how the children of Israel would uh, revert to idol worship. And I thought, why, why are there so many references in the Old Testament to idol worship? We don't have that problem today. And then one day I woke up, Sam, and I realized, wait a minute. We have professional athletes that we worship. We have... Um, we have actors, we have actresses, we have musicians. Uh, and then nowadays, it never used to be when I was young, but, but more so, we worship politicians. That is pure, unadulterated idolatry, Sam. And it is abomination. It is against the first two commandments of the Ten Commandments, and it is abomination before God. And we stand condemned before God as a result of this uh, idolatry that we're engaging in. And I don't care if it's mingled with scripture it is the philosophies of men and we need to uh, we need to follow god and to abide by his precepts which are embodied in the constitution he gave us that gift sam he gave us the gift of the constitution in which are embodied divine principles all we have to do is read that instruction manual i can read it in 20 minutes it's not like it's a huge novel uh but we can't figure it we're too dumb we have become our minds have become clouded by Mr. the darkness that has been perpetuated by men like Frank Luntz, who we're talking about now, uh, Jack Abramoff, you talked about Henry Kissinger, who during the Nixon administration uh, convinced Nixon to do a lot of things that have uh, that are now uh, giving us very negative results. Our relationship with China is one of those things. And now look at how financially controlled and indebted to China we've become. You can't go into Walmart now, Sam, and buy a product without there being an 80% chance of that product being manufactured in China where they practice slave labor. And we're supporting that. When Every time we go to Walmart or Target or one of these other um, multinational corporations and buy these products that are manufactured by forced slave labor, we're supporting that. We have that innocent blood on our hands now. And we should have never gotten to this point, but we have because we've turned our backs on the Constitution. And as a result, on God, there's the instruction manual still there. We just need to follow it. And a, a dummy like I can, can read that document and understand what it says and what it doesn't say. The Tenth Amendment alone, if we would just apply the Tenth Amendment today, Sam, uh, we could turn this country around. But we act as if it's not the, the greatest constitutional scholars in our government. And those are the only ones that uh, the Republicans, Democrats allow to have any influence or power in Washington, D.C. today. They don't even understand that principle. At least they act as if they don't. The Tenth Amendment alone would turn this country around. And it's a very simple principle. Sam? I'm looking at this thing, and I just think, man, the uh, manipulation, the dishonesty, the stab in the back that some of these people put forth is amazing. Now there's headlines all over the Internet that says, hey, Frank Luntz helping 
people decide to take the jab. All right, so Republican skeptics explain why they've decided to get the vaccine, why they were against it at first, but they've changed their view. As CNN is the author, Jake Tapper sits down with Frank to discuss all this. And you go, and Frank's literally saying, here's how we manipulate the people into taking the vaccines. Okay, um, Frank Luntz urges Trump supporters to get the COVID vaccine, um, etc. This is just diabolical, the evil. How to get Trump voters vaccinated when half say they don't want the vaccine, etc., etc., all up and down the news. So Trump is in bed with this Frank Luntz guy, really, or or Frank Luntz is backing Trump, if you, okay? And, And then on CNN and on Fox and... These people aren't our people. They say y'all voted for Donald Trump in 2020, and you expressed that Trump's a good guy. You got to, you know what, back Trump on the vaccine thing. And now you've got Frank Luntz, and you've got other people who are shocking that are backing this vax agenda. Chris, final word to you. Well, the the, uh, the irony is, and I alluded to the Larry King interview uh, previously, He said, and this is a quote, Sam, I'm going to read it to you. Israel is more concerned about maintaining America as a pro-choice country than about Israel itself. That is a quote from, and I listened to it word for it, so it's not like hearsay. And then on the other hand, you know, this this callous indifference to the unborn. And on the other hand, he's so concerned about the rest of us. Oh, we've got to get this vaccine because we love you so much and we don't want you to get the cocoa, as you referred to it. You know, do you see any irony in that, Sam? You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of when we were kids. I would go over to my friend's house, and they'd look at me wide-eyed and say, Oh, Chris, do you want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Sure, eat this peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why are you so concerned about me eating this sandwich? Did you put a booger in it or something? You know, that's what we used to do as kids, right, for fun. It reminds me of that. We're so concerned about people getting the shot. Um, I don't need a shot. Uh, I've got the antibody. I've got a test and I've got a certification that proves that I've got the two antibodies. Anyway, Sam, uh, do you want me to take the last word? I hear the music coming in. Yes, sir. Let her rip. Without God, Sam, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson and liberty-loving Americans everywhere continuing our duty, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much, Chris Carlson. We the people can and will restore the republic. Are you one of us? God save the republic of the United States of America. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for May 7th in the year of our Lord 2021. This is our two of two and our goal always to promote God, family, and country and to protect life, liberty, and property on your radio and the traditions 
of our founding fathers. Welcome to the broadcast. Dr. Scott Bradley with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Uh, thank you very much. A beautiful spring day, I hope, in everybody's neck of the woods. Yes, indeed, it's beautiful here. But, man, it's a little bit colder than usual in some ways, isn't it? Well, you know what? Where I am, I mean, it's a, it, it's flipped. I mean, it's a banana belt. I mean, I think it's probably 60 degrees already in my neck of the woods. I, it's, yeah, but at it's night, like what degrees is it? Oh, yeah, it, the temperature is falling. And by the way, the temperature is going to fall even further. I think the next couple of days are supposed to be, uh, you know, uh, far uh, cooler than they are right now. But, uh, but yeah, you're right. There's, uh, well, it's spring. You know, hang around. If you don't like the weather, it'll change on you, you know. <laughs> so that's the way life is, I guess. But that's good. Yeah, and I the mean, reason that, that I... The reason that I bring it up like that, that I do, is because they want you to believe that, oh, they talked about global warming, but you know what? Global warming went out of, uh, of, of vogue, if you will, so now they're saying climate change. And even this cooling that you're experiencing is climate change there. Don't you know? Well, That's you're right. And, uh, as I'm looking at it, it's going to be below freezing tonight uh, in my area. So, you know, it'll be warm today. I mean, it'll be in the mid-70s, I think, is what we're going to hit. But tomorrow it'll be, or in the evening, it'll go down below freezing. So, uh you know, it's a fluctuation, and and quite frankly, I think that's uh, kind of invigorating. Wow. Scary stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Scary <laughs> stuff indeed. No, wait, wait, wait. Right. Climate always changed. Climate has always changed. It has always changed. Did no. I say that? It's always changed? I mean, no, come on. it's always been this 70 degrees year-round, the whole world, everywhere, day and night. It's always the same. Yeah. Did you know that? Well, Lies, it fluctuates. It's right? seasonal. It, it, it's, uh, there's things that happen. And, and for us to get wrapped up around the axle and completely go back and live in the dark ages because some Swedish teenager gets upset about it, I mean, come on. Let's, uh, let's be real about these things. Let's deal with life. I mean, you know, this idea that uh, we have to kind of create our own reality. What is, reality is reality. I, I don't understand you know, you you face what comes to you every day. And, of course, I guess it's really become a real challenge. And, and oh, holy cow, don't get me started about this. But some of these uh, somatic-type drugs that they give everybody to keep everybody from uh, feeling emotion or concern or agitation or having to uh, worry about anything, I mean, I I think we're killing our, ourselves not only, you know, emotions are part of being hum human but but also i think they're at the center of so many of these uh, crazy shootings that are happening out there where and, and now of course they hide it very well now about who's on those but uh, i mean go back you know to the uh, that shooting in littleton for crying out loud and everybody and their dog that we've really come to the bottom of it was somehow linked in on some of these Types of uh, mind-altering drugs that, uh, that are yes, being handed out Yes, they're mind-altering drugs. They come from unstable families where there's no God or stable family in their lives. They all have women troubles, and they all have some kind of psychological or psychiatric or whatever you want to call it, psychologist, psychiatrist uh, involvement or care, and they all have some tie uh, to government uh, in some way or another. Very interesting. With rare exception, you'll find one of those elements may be out of place. But for the most part, that's the narrative. That's the, the reality check that we find on the ground uh, with these people over and over and over and over again, Doctor. Well, I wrote a, uh, a resolution for a uh, 
a political convention one time about uh, the these somatic type drugs that I I really went so far as to say we ought to ban them. And of course, I had a lot of pushback on that. Some people think that that's their lifeline to everything. But far too often, we have spouses and even suicides of the individual that's on it. Uh, other people in in the workforce that that end up, you know, kind of <laughs> facing the wrath of someone that, that this, you know, somehow pushes a button, snaps their mind. It is so bizarre to me that um, these black box type uh, drugs, like I say, get widely distributed and, and even down into children. And it, it's very concerning to me that... Um, well, I mean, you take a if if you ever watch any TV, which is pretty rare with me, but but if if you do and you get all of these pharma uh, advertisements that come on, and, and and then you hear the contradictions of the uh, whatever they're peddling, and uh, you know it's not just one leg gets shorter than the other at some point. Uh, I mean, these are these are deep dark things. I mean. Death is possible and stroke and, I mean, you know, it depends on which one you're on, but very, very often they have very disturbing kinds of outputs with the emotional stability of the person. And I, I just think, holy cow, this is FDA-approved stuff, Sam. I mean, and, and we, we get, oh, yeah, these people say, oh, yeah, this is, a, this is an FDA-approved drug. Uh, oh, yeah, right. Well, to tell you the truth, I'm not sure how anything gets through if they have these kind of contradictions where it's like our lives are going to unravel with these things. And and so when, when somebody says that an emergency use authorization injection that isn't FDA approved even is okay, safe, and uh, it's effective to do whatever they're claiming it does, you go, holy cow, you don't know anything. You haven't been watching what they do approve, let alone this, which they have not approved, you know? And so uh, it's like we live in a time of insanity. It is bizarre to me. Anyway, I, uh, you probably want, had another tangent you were going to follow this morning, but I, um, I'll tell you the, the reality of things. Um, it's, it's something that, that people have to paint their own picture and, and they think that that's reality when, when really things are what they are and we need to deal with it and move forward. And, and society today just just thinks that, you know, everything has to be in, in your flavor and your color and, and uh, your perspective. And we get these woke people that are trying to tell everybody else they got to destroy everything we cherish so that they can feel like, well, they're safe or something. You know, I mean, I don't know what it is they're looking for. All right, Dr. Bradley. So last hour, Chris Carlson and I talked about a man by the name of Frank Luntz. And Frank Luntz is a political strategist. He's known for wordsmithing, uh, and he really promotes and is backed by uh, the Republicans. And there's a headline that I want you to respond to on this as well. Republican vaccine skeptics explain why they changed their mind and got the shot. Polster. Frank Luntz tells CNN's Jake Tapper what needs to be done to help vaccine skeptics change their mind and get the cocoa jab. And there's literally now a whole propaganda manipulative discussion. Uh, this Frank Luntz guy is a communist to the core. This guy literally manipulates uh, the American people by creating focus groups and finding out, you know, we'll talk to you in your focus group and find out why you 
uh, are skeptical. And, and so one of the biggest reasons he says, hey, 80 percent of people's decisions are emotional. 20 percent are factual. So all we got to do is work on the emotion and get most of them. There'll be a few whacked out people like Sam Bushman and Scott Bradley that'll dig in and, and show the facts and stick with the reality. But if we emotionally get to these people, so here's what we do. We bring out people in white coat, you know, lab coats or doctor's coats, and, and they're the credible ones. And if they speak long enough, then uh, most of these people will turn and take the vaccines. This Frank Luntz guy was involved with the um, Newt Gingrich contract with America uh, agenda. This guy, Frank Lutz, is backing um, Donald Trump uh, in rushing vaccines to market and then encouraging everybody to take them. This guy's the one that said, hey, let's let's you know do this estate tax and call it a death tax. Let's wordsmith this in so that people don't reject things as much. And this guy's a political operative on the highest level. He's all over the news right now. Chris Carlson brought this up, but my whole point is not so much to talk about Frank Luntz, but to talk about what they're doing. And this has been done through history, Doctor. Well, indeed it has. But it's I getting mean, worse. Shape... It's more powerfully well, well, organized no than ever before, right? It, it is. It's, it's a very highly organized, cleverly disguised, and powerfully promoted effort. They've, t- they've honed their techniques. I mean, the, the clumsy propaganda efforts of, of the Nazis, uh, I mean, they would be in awe of what is being uh, foisted upon the, the world, but certainly in America today. I mean, I have, <laughs> this may sound like I'm quite a cynic and a, a critic and everything like that, but, but uh, my, my disdain for a lot of the professions has grown immensely in the past year plus. Uh, physicians, oh, you put a white lab coat with a stethoscope around your neck and it immediately destroys the credibility to me. I mean, I, uh, some of the least trusted individuals, in my opinion, are physicians, researchers, and, and um, these big pharma companies that are doing this. I've come to immensely distrust, distrust people that have PhDs in organizational behavior and motivation. Uh, these people they manipulate people. They they spin things. They make people uh, feel like they've got to do this or that or the other. And all they've done is really brought them to into their camp, if you will. And so, uh, I have a lot of disdain for this. Now, again, this a lot of this probably goes down back to my youth, where where I I really felt it important to step back and take a you know a, a distant view, so you're not in the middle of the fog of war all the time and be able to say, okay, this makes sense, this doesn't. And so I think what we've done today is we've turned over our thinking to people like this this guy, and it's a tragic thing. If he helped Gingrich with that mess that he did in the 90s, instant lack of credibility in my mind. We'll talk about Amen the contract Amen to that, Dr. America. Scott Bradley in seconds on your radio. solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not 
need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The Strategy of Heaven Revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I am Sam Bushman. I'm with Dr. Scott Bradley. His whole lifelong goal and collegiate series to match to preserve the nation. FreedomsRisingSun.com is website with not only the curriculum there, but literally over a thousand videos, Q and A's on the Constitution, and a whole lot more. All available at FreedomsRisingSun.com. Spread the word. Tell your neighbor. So these communists have done this stuff throughout the history of the world, but it's getting worse with Frank Luntz uh, and others who are literally political wordsmiths. They manipulate language to make you um, digest communism uh, all under the socialism brand. Oh, look, we don't have the Nazi kind of socialism. We just have the good kind of socialism kind of lies. Uh, you know, the poem about the snake comes to mind. You know, when the snake bites you, you knew who I was. You knew what I was. We better call a halt to this con game. But you've got these political strategists and these professionals. I mean, you've literally got Bruce Jenner disguised as a female, literally in cloak and dagger as a female, probably genital, genital manip manipulation and everything else uh, to get this done. But Bruce, Republican, literally running to replace whacked out, extremist Gavin Newsom, governor of California. So we're going to replace a Democrat governor with this kind of Republican. So when you have Frank Luntz as a Republican, you have uh, Bruce Jenner as a Republican. Uh, you have uh, Donald Trump as a Republican. You have uh, Newt Gingrich as a Republican. You have, I mean, I can go on and on and on and on. It, you go, what on earth is a Republican, Dr. Bradley? What the heck are we even talking about? Well, what, <clears throat> what we have in today's world is, uh, is political opportunists. And uh, uh, Utah, for example, is, is just filled to the max with these people. And I'm confident that everywhere there's a political animal out there. They're putting their finger in the air, f deciding which win way the wind's blowing. They're, they're labeling themselves uh, to fit in that category. And, and they're, being, they're riding uh, to success, uh, to the demise of the nation, actually, uh, by kind of painting themselves that way. I mean, the idea of, I, I think I've talked on your show before about uh, some study I did as an undergraduate student on political language. And, and the idea is that uh, 
that your message needs to be able to be received by people interpreting it in their mind and heart uh, in in the way that they want to hear it that puts them in favor of you. And it's been honed to an amazing science. And, uh, you know, and I talk about change you can believe in that Barack Obama ran as a, as a kind of a philosophy. Well, <laughs> change I can believe in, really? Okay, I'm all for that. I'm, I'm good with that. Let's do that. I mean, but, but you know, to tell you the truth, it, it was uh, basically a socialist destruction of America. And, and the Newt Gingrich thing was, too, this contract with America. I mean, contract with America. The only contract anybody that holds office has is their oath to uphold the United States Constitution. If it don't say it, it ain't there. And, and this idea that they're going to manipulate and, con- and basically change the flow of everything uh, and basically change the fundamental basis of America is what they're really doing. And, and, and I, I, for example, uh, uh, this, this guy you're talking about, this Luntz guy, uh, he has manipulated the Israeli uh, message in regards to their genocide that's happening with Palestinians. And in fact, the news report that was on just before we came on the air talks about something that is absolutely diabolically horrid that's going on every single day there. We in America don't hear too much about uh, the individuals that are murdered every day and and, uh, the backstory on some of these things. The biggest concentration camp in the world right now is in Gaza. I mean, but but they've got this soft light they put on things and a lot of people in America, good people, are are deceived. I mean, I've, in fact, It's funny, I, I like to buy a lot of used books. I mean, it's kind of, well, my wife usually buys them for me. She's, uh, I think she's addicted worse than I am. But, but the fact of the matter is, you go back to original sources. And so we're always looking to add to our collection. And we have many thousands of books. And, uh, and I, I got one here a while ago that, that uh, reviewed the, uh, uh, the battle for Jerusalem that was a complete violation of everything, international agreement, everything that happened back in the 1940s. And even in that old, it, what it had, well, there's an old newspaper article that had been cut out and was used as a, uh, as a bookmarker. And I read that and I thought, my goodness, there's a spin on this thing that is propagandizing things that are so amazing. It's like what came out of the Soviet Union during the 30s when American journalists went over there and, and they put this soft light on, on what communism was when they were killing the kulaks, just murdering them, millions of them, and, and, uh, and how collectivism was really being implemented, like in Cuba or wherever it's happened, Chavez's world in, in South America, whatever. We, we get this journalistic spin that people like Luntz are always propagandizing for an agenda. And it's, it's really... It's changed America's view. In fact, you bring up this Jenner thing for governor. I, t- I spoke to somebody the other day that said, you know, I, I might vote for Jenner. That, that sounds like Have it might be a good idea. Have you lost your mind, my friend? Well, that's Whoever the problem. I'm, hey, wait, wait, wait. That wasn't me that said that. But the fact of the I matter know. is that's how it's being spun yes. in the media. And, and these things that are so unnatural, so unnormal, so, so completely divergent from reality is is coming to the forefront. I mean, and we could talk about Utah's Supreme Court decision, I think it was yesterday, about uh, um, 
people who decide they want to change their gender on their birth certificate, and the Supreme Court says judges have got to allow this, and blah, 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 blah. And you say, wait, wait, wait. What happened to God in this whole thing? Isn't, isn't there a kind of a universal kind of truth that we can all fall back to? And, and apparently, from a legalistic perspective and from the propagandizing spin, it's it's about as stable as water. You can't nail jello to a tree, and you can't nail truth to a tree either in this kind of thing. And so, uh, I mean, I, I've told you before that in front of me, always, when I'm sitting at my desk, it's there right now in front of me, a George Washington statement, there is but one straight course, and that is to seek truth and pursue it steadily. And um, we've got to do that. I mean, and I think about, I mean, I... <laughs> It's probably the first thing I write in my new day planner every year when I get it. I mean, there's a, I write that statement by George Washington, another one by Patrick Henry that says, We are apt to shut our eyes against a painful truth. For my part, I am willing to know the whole truth, to know the worst, and to provide for it. And, and honestly, we live in la-la land. Uh, it, it seems, I, I mean, I try not to, and I hope you try not to. I mean, <laughs> I know you well enough to see that you're seeking <laughs> these kinds of truths. But there's, there's people that are they're altering the reality Yes, they are. And, and here's the problem. They're not even doing it by mistake or, or out of ignorance or that they've been indoctrinated wrongly or whatever else. They're doing it literally with malice and intention, doctor. And this has become well, evident uh, with their agenda. And when you look at the vaccines, they're, they're, for example, and Frank Luntz, um, you know, this guy's basically saying stuff like, look, we know that people trust people in white coats. We know that people, okay, so let's give credible people whose faces they've seen on TV or people they trust. And they're literally now starting to get people in the Patriot movement to back the vax plan and say, look, you supported Donald. You've got to support this. I mean, Donald's on the inside. Donald and the doctors, look at the white coat guy and Donald. They know more than you. I mean, even Rand Paul is for the jab. And so you've got to, and, and they're literally intentionally manipulating people uh, in ways that are more than dishonest. I mean, they're literally bordering on criminal manipulation of facts on this emotion idea that they're intentionally driving a wedge into the populace regarding. I, I try and pay attention on things like this, and I'll just give you, and I know we got a break here quick for the, for the news, but um, I've watched some G20 presentations that are absolutely, in my mind, diabolical, and the people that they've pulled on, on this thing, they are using faith leaders you know, these are religious leaders, highly trusted people that, that that people say, "Wow, this this guy's one of God's representatives or gal or whatever," and and they have admitted in these presentations. If you're looking at some of these insider presentations, you can get sometimes they are not just admitting; they're they are agreeing to become manipulative enforcers, if you will, of the jab. They say, "Oh." You need religions. You need faith leaders. Faith leaders will help their faithful adherents come to your position. That, to me, is the antithesis of what a faith leader should be. A faith leader, and let, let's just take someone that's uh, ostensibly and, and claims to be a Christian. I think Christian leadership should look to the scriptures and say, how has God handled his leaders in the past? They have been single-minded in their devotion to building the kingdom of God. And uh, the people today that are faith leaders that are doing this, I, I, th I think, 
that they're on the wrong side. All right, ladies and gentlemen, quick pause. When we come back, I've got two other topics, but they're seriously cousin topics. They're closely related in seconds. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. A suspect is in custody Thursday night following an hours-long hostage situation during a robbery at a Wells Fargo in St. Cloud, Minnesota. All hostages were safe and unharmed. The suspect was identified by police as Ray Rico McNeary, who was due in court that day for two counts of felony domestic assault back in March. He opted to allegedly rob the bank. The Biden administration plans to send a top representative to the U.S.-Mexico border region on Friday, but it will not be Vice President Kamala Harris. Thursday marked the 44th day Harris has gone without visiting the border or holding a news conference about her duties to manage the border crisis. On Friday, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas will visit a migrant processing facility in Donna, Texas. A former professional golfer, Daniel Bowling, was arrested by Orlando, Florida police on Wednesday after allegedly trying to meet up with a 15-year-old girl who turned out to be an undercover officer. USA Radio News. Hello, this is Wayne Alaruth for our newest sponsor, Asset Strategies, or ASI for short. ASI is a precious metals powerhouse. They sell gold and silver. Never in history has there been a more important moment to buy gold and silver. ASI has been in business for 39 years. They've served over 20,000 clients and sold $5 billion worth of gold, silver, and precious metals with zero complaints. Last year, gold saw gains of 25%. Silver nearly doubled gold's performance. Now Democrats are in charge. Green New Deal, open borders, free health care for illegals. Bailout broke cities and states. The debt is about to go through the stratosphere. The time to buy is now. The owners of ASI, Michael and Rich Checkin, have been my close personal friends for 16 years. ASI is the company I trust when it comes to buying and selling precious metals. Call now to receive a free consultation and a free one-ounce Silver Eagle with every qualifying purchase when you mention the Wayne Alaroot Show. Call 800-831-0007. That's 800-831-0007. Or visit AssetStrategies.com. As an extremely small amount of people own or drive electric vehicles, the president wants more spending on supporting these vehicles on the roads. Wendy King from the Pacific Northwest USA Radio News Bureau has more. President Biden is calling for new investments in spending for electric vehicle infrastructure. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm told a congressional panel the incentives to bring down the initial cost of sale will increase consumer demand. Those electric vehicles will surpass uh, the internal combustion engine by 2030 because people save $600 a year just in not having to gas up. Granholm does say charging stations and equipment must be more available. She is also facing many questions about her own stock in the electric vehicle company Proterra. It was promoted by President Biden during a virtual tour last month. The first electric car in the United States was developed in 1890 by William Morris of Des Moines, Iowa. The vehicle was a six-passenger wagon capable of reaching a speed of 14 miles an hour. USA Radio News. All right, we've had the narrative with Chris Carlson, Hour 1, Dr. Scott Bradley, To Preserve the Nation, freedomsrisingsun.com, Hour 2, about these dishonest politicians and uh, brain trusts and research think tanks and everything else that are literally manipulating the public with, in my opinion, extreme belligerence, malice, manipulation, um, to the point where, you know what, they're using polls and they're finding the trigger points for Americans 
They're literally taking advantage of people's emotions, bypassing their common sense, bypassing their logic, bypassing facts. Uh, they're literally uh, creating a Harry Carey situation out of the Republican Party, <laughs> um, a kamikaze kind of an idea. I mean, it is insane. I've got two other topics that are closely related to make the point. All right, I got a soundbite from Joe Biden. I keep Here it is, Biden then we'll talk about it. Your taxes. Anybody making less than $400,000 a year will not pay a single penny in taxes. And we will not increase the deficit either, unlike the last gigantic tax cut, which increased the deficit by $2 trillion. It's about balancing right, the system it. and growing the economy. Now, there you have it. So literally Joe Biden, in a huge gaffe, some say, said that I, if I make under $400,000, which is me and you both, Dr. Bradley, I think, uh, then we won't have to pay a penny in, he didn't say income taxes, he said in taxes. So I kind of think what I need to do is get a document from Joe, and whenever I go to the grocery store, I just give him the document from Joe and say, I don't need to pay sales tax, I've been exempted by the president. And I just, on my you know, tax returns, I just simply file zero return and say I owe zero, why? Because Joe said so. Um, you know, what? can we just do that, doctor? Is that how it works? Well, I, I guess that'll work fine until the IRS goons come and kick your door in and seize your home and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, but you know, Whoa, really hold on. I'm not proud for that. No, no, no. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I know. It's never happened. But, but here's the deal. I think that what he was supposed to say. Now, see, it's pretty bad when you have to try and guess at what a president that's losing traction is really trying to say. Uh, I think he was probably trying to say, under his tax plan, if you make less than 400000 you won't pay any more taxes than you're currently paying. But that's the thing. You leave out some critical words, and suddenly there's a whole different message. And so I, I, I I'm not sure take exactly the president what he's word. Uh, well, I know you're a guy that believes everything <sighs> everybody says, and especially if they're in high places in the government. You have this that's high right. gullibility factor. So, but yeah, he's, he's losing traction. And, and you know, what's really interesting is that every time he gets a new program that he's fostering, I know this is probably tangential. We don't need to spend any time on it, but, but I am utterly amazed at everything that comes I mean, whether it's a new border plan, you know, or he's going to have a new jobs plan, or he's going to have somebody run the space program. So we can go to Mars or whatever. Who gets the job? It's Kamala. It's like, no, wait, 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 uh, j just a second. You are putting this to her because you know, well, your handlers are probably telling you, because I don't know if you really know, President, that, that she will be the president in a short period of time when the 25th Amendment is applied. But, but oh, oh, no, I, I take that back. One little thing that he kind of mm, held back on a little bit was putting his wife, Jill, in, in kind of a lead position in the new educational program to take our children from the time they're three years old and, and re-educate them in the new indoctrination of the, um, the New World Order and the, the socialist perspective that, that will make sure that our future leaders are completely immersed in the anti-Americanist philosophy that they're promoting in every breath. So yeah, I, I guess not everything is handed over to Kamala. All right, so here's the headline that kind of articulates this point. President Biden is known for his verbal gaffes, right? No, wait. Okay. Everything he says is well thought out. I don't. I, uh, wait, wait. Oh, okay, go ahead. 
<laughs> so now the White House blatantly admitting publicly that they try to get Biden to shut up answering impromptu questions. They say answering uh, impromptu questions or talking to reporters openly about plans or you know opinions or understandings or, or reference points or policies or we got to get Joe to shut up and, and you know it's not recommended that he talks to the public. Literally, the press secretary openly, blatantly claimed that. Now, can you imagine well, having a president no, of the United I, States? Listen, the whole world deals with this guy relating to war, relating to international, um, all kind of national security. Uh, this guy gets national security briefings, and they're saying we can't even trust this guy to talk to anybody. He's just got to shut up and go. Look, we're, it's not recommended that he that we let him talk to anybody. They're telling this to the American people, uh, but what does that say to the world? I mean, what do you think the world leaders are thinking of that? I mean, this is national security one-on-one stuff, isn't it? Well, indeed, it is, and and uh, I'm quite confident that Biden would not qualify in a, for security clearance in in the decades that I was involved in that kind of stuff. I mean, they were they were a little more careful in, in who they they gave secrets to, but. But, you know, I, I think Trump was uh, there. His handlers were trying to get him always to go back on on the script and go back on the teleprompter and stuff. Trump uh, had a different kind of problem with it in that he probably um, was willing to give more information than anybody wanted. Biden's problem is that there, it's blather when he opens his mouth. And, that, and again, there's that's another confirmation of what I said just moments ago. Who did he have call this, the world's leaders after the election and, and after their inauguration? He sent Kamala to do that. And I think it again is because I'm not sure if he really understands which room he wakes up in every morning. And, um, and, and, and it's really sad. It's elder abuse, I think, in so many ways that uh, that they have to prop this guy up and straighten his tie and and uh, wipe the drool off of his chin. I don't know what they do with this, but but it uh, to think this individual is supposed to be agile on their feet mentally, emotionally, to be stable and and be able to think down the road more than a the length of your nose. I mean, this is we're really in a deep problem right now and. And we, I, I'm confident that most of your leaders, uh, most of your uh, listeners, are uh, absolutely convinced that the election was stolen, and and so this is what we put in. I mean, an an individual that really needs to be watched to make sure they get across the street safely. So we're in a, we're in a big trouble right now in, in America. <laughs> All right, so not only are they controlling what people think and creating this groupthink mentality via emotion manipulation uh, globally, uh, they're doing it especially in the Republican Party, Frank Luntz and others, to do the dirty work for them. Not only is Biden being told to shut up and we can't let him communicate with world leaders and or with the public, uh, you got to kind of say, is the deep swamp out in the open and in your face on this thing? Uh, is the deep swamp in bed with the military, in bed with big tech, in bed with the collegiate world in a trifecta of abuse as they control the internet and control the free speech of all Americans, you might say, yes, here's the headline. How the Facebook oversight board wields clout over bans. So how the Facebook board wields clout over bans. Now listen to the details, and then we'll talk about this with Dr. Bradley. The panel of about 20 people, including academics and political leaders, upheld the company's ban 
of former President Donald J. Trump. Now, whether you like Trump or not isn't the point here. An independent panel called the Facebook Oversight Board on Wednesday upheld Facebook's ban on former President Donald J. Trump and said the company must review its decision to impose an indefinite suspension. The company suspended Mr. Trump's account on January 7th. They say after he used social media accounts to spread disinformation that incited a mob of supporters who attacked the Capitol a day earlier. The board gave Facebook six months to determine its final decision on President Trump's status. Here are some key facts to know about the Facebook Oversight Board and its decision-making capability. What is the Oversight Board, you ask? The board's a panel of about 20 former political leaders, human rights activists, and journalists picked by Facebook to deliberate the company's decisions. They say it began a year ago, and it is based in London. Let that sink in. It's based in London. Facebook's chief executive, Mark Zuckerberg, conceived the idea of having an independent body that acted like a Supreme Court in 2018. Think about that. The idea was for the public to have a way to appeal decisions by Facebook. Well, okay, I can't appeal any decisions. They say the public can remove content relating to policies that have harmful and hateful posts. Mr. Zuckerberg said that neither he nor the company wanted to have a final decision on speech. The company, and listen carefully, paid members of the panel stressed that the board is indeed independent. But Facebook funds the board with a $130 million trust. We'll come back, finish up the factual details, and have Dr. Bradley weigh in on this. Literally Mark Zuckerberg creating a board that mirrors or mimics a Supreme Court. Hang tight. Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. 
Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. All right, so we're talking about Facebook's oversight board. How the Facebook oversight board yields clout over bans. The company and paid members of the panel stress that the board is independent, they claim. But Facebook funds the board with a $130 million trust. And top executives played a very big role in its creation. They say so far the board has issued a handful of decisions on minor takedowns by Facebook, not counting Trump. The majority of the rulings have overturned Facebook's decisions. But what's the panel deciding relating to Trump? Two weeks after Facebook decided to temporarily ban Trump, they turned it over to the independent board, effectively punting to outsiders a final decision on the former president. In a blog post, the company explained that executives blocked Trump's account because he violated the company's policies against the incitement of violence and uh, the deadly storming of the Capitol related. It defied the company's belief in a peaceful transition of government and the democratic process, they claim. Now, you got to ask, how does the board make its decisions? Listen carefully to this. The board takes cases that are referred by Facebook or the public. The panel then selects five members to deliberate on each case with one person based in the home country that submitted the case. So if I'm tried by the Facebook board, only one person is even from my own country, a global tyranny that Mark Zuckerberg envisioned mimicked the Supreme Court. They discuss the case. They take public comments. More than 9,000 comments were submitted on Trump's example. The board extended its deadline on the decision because it's so hot. And they say the board based its decision on two main criteria. And listen carefully. If Facebook's ban on Mr. Trump followed the company's community standards, whatever that broad definition means, and if it adhered to international human rights laws. When a smaller board panel, the five members reaches a majority, then the decision is taken to the full board for approval. There you have it. The company doesn't have to adopt the recommendations, they say. Is the decision the final say on Trump? If Facebook follows its own rules, they say yes. Now, here's the bottom line, though. They claim that all these rules are in place, but just so you know, there's no document that governs. There's no body that enforces this agreement between Facebook and the board. So there you have it. The company says recommendations are different from rulings and are not binding. So now you got to debate what a 
you know, ruling is versus a recommendation versus a whatever. The bottom line is you have big tech now setting up global government, doctor, and it starts with our free speech rights. Let's start there, sir. Obviously, it's un-American to the core, but uh, and and it's a violation of what you would have thought they were originally established to do. But you know, Orwell and Huxley they wrote dystopian novels about <clears throat> the mess that uh, that when you get these tyrants in in position, and about how non-functional everything becomes and illogical. It, it kind of reminds me of the uh, in the Wizard of Oz movie when the little dogs moving the curtain aside and the and the guy that's you know buffaloing everybody says don't look behind the curtain well when you look behind the curtain you find it's a facade it's it's a complete facade here you have um, Facebook picking handpicking the people that are going to give them their handpicked decisions claiming that they're independent claiming that they were will uh, abide by their decisions and when these people come up with the decision oh my goodness it completely is conformance with what you would have expected because of the hand-picked individuals that brought the outcome it, it is a complete facade and and literally it kind of tracks with what the supreme court has been pushing towards there have been individuals the justices in the supreme court that have sought to use European jurisprudence as the basis of decisions that are made in the United States Supreme Court. And and it's it's something that is completely blending us into this globalist organization. And well, let's just use another example. You know, the United Nations has uh, what they call regional arrangements. They can be economic or defensive or whatever. NATO, for example, is a defensive regional arrangement. So is CETO that we fought Vietnam under, but they're under the, the umbrella of the United Nations. The United Nations is the controlling directive organization. Now, what happened in Bosnia, for example, back in the 1990s when Bill Clinton was president, was the United Nations was uh, botching their operation in uh, Bosnia-Herzegovina. And so what they did is say, oh, we're going to go with an independent organization that everybody will trust for sure. They turned it over to NATO. NATO was a wholly owned subsidiary of the United Nations. NATO cannot do anything. Go read their charter, their the treaty. It says that, that they're completely under the direction of the Security Council of the United Nations. They turned Bosnia-Herzegovina operation over to the United States, well, yeah, in effect, the United States, but United uh, Nations turned it over to NATO so that they could have a, another set of eyes look at it, so to speak. It, it's the same re, review that's happening anyway. So, so we're, getting, we're getting the bums rush, to use an old term from many, many decades ago that probably most of your listeners have never heard of before. But at any rate, that's exactly what's happening. And it is a movement that's, that's been fostered in the United States Supreme Court to look to this globalist kind of thought process. We use it in our international affairs right now as a nation, if, if you know this Bosnia-Herzegovina thing or the Afghanistan thing is, that's, that's whose guys we're under in Afghanistan right now is NATO. Uh, the, the whole thing, it's, it's smoke and mirrors. And if people don't look behind the curtain, we're never going to understand that we're being buffaloed at every level. And honestly, the, the, uh, 
Zuckerberger power and everything like that has has been a seized power that they were facilitated into by government funding that's taxpayers. I mean, it's polluted at every level. So, yeah. But I, I mean, but I think did, Facebook needs to be taken down over this. Facebook has no business. Uh, and you can say, well, they're a private company, but we can prove they've been built with government and taxpayer dollars. Glad I don't have to pay any taxes anymore. You follow me? Uh, anyway, yeah. built with taxpayer dollars, so it's not as private as you might you know, think it's a fascist utopia. But you've literally got Facebook now creating an international body of 20 or 30 people that are handpicked, that there's no documents, so there's no direct accountability or, or contract law that can take place here. And these people literally will assign one member from your own country. Otherwise, you're dealing with an international board that Mark Zuckerberg believes will mirror a, a Supreme Court on the international level right now. If there's a time to take these people down and stop them, it is now. Because first they'll judge your free speech cases and all the different five guarantees under the First Amendment. But what will be next that they will judge? And what will be next when that body um, <clears throat> becomes kind of a de facto? And you can say I'm crazy and it's private sector and it's just internal. And that may be true. But either this will be an outgrowth to an international Supreme Court or Mark will have his, you know, internal thing. <clears throat> They'll pilot the project under a beta program. And then eventually the global governance like uh, the U.N. or somebody else will launch their, quote, version. You already have the World International Criminal Court, right, uh, et cetera. And so how far of a leap will this be? This is an alarming change, doctor. Well, uh, uh, if people are paying attention, they know that everything is metastasizing at a, at a rate that we absolutely would find astounding and and one of the things i think i think it was robert welch that said you know clear back in the probably the 60s that that this this effort to subvert us to a global government by the people that are so doing will become to the towards the end of the 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 whole effort to do it a lot of times it's done kind of subvertly and and behind the scenes you know closed doors and there's agreements between governments and all those kinds of things but but it'll become so that he said something to the effect that these people that are doing this will have to run naked to the finish line and the reason is is because they will become so completely exposed and and if people aren't willing to say, hey, the emperor has no clothes, they're going to finish it up. We're done. We're toast. And and whether it's the agenda twenty uh, agenda twenty one or the twenty thirty that they're doing now, or or some other nefarious kinds of things that it'll uh, be USMCA. a morphed version of all that. All things will Absolutely. be common. It'll it'll have to do with global management of illness for the safety of us all. In other words, the COVID nineteen will morph a broader discussion combined with climate, combined with uh, the violation of free speech and shutting down dissidents, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know, Economics, the health. Control. Yep, everything, all combined into some global uh, push of what, uh, some kind or another. That's where we're headed. And the reason that this is so alarming is you've got big business, big corporations that they've now figured out a way to say, look, we're not mandating vaccines. We're not mandating, but you know what? We do have to have... Um, well, we have to have unity across the globe. You got, I mean, if they're going to have vaccine passports, I mean, we got to have, they can't just be uh, a hodgepodge. We got to work on it. It's not us doing it. It's business doing it. And so I uh, talked to a person just the other day about masks and vaccines. And I said, when are you guys going to take off your mask? I won't name the company. 
uh, when are you guys going to take off masks? And the, the person just responded and said, I don't know, I wish. And then I really, I dug in. I said, no, really. And they said, listen, we're a, a, a global corporation. And you know what? We um, find the most stringent laws that we have to comply with, and that becomes our policy across the world or the country. So in this case, I said, so in the United States, what's the deal then? I mean, most states are getting rid of masks. Their response, I know, but California has all these rules. We're obeying their rules because they're the strictest. And they literally explained that to me. That's what's happening. So you can say, well, government's not mandating it. Well, kind of. So government creates the restrictive laws. Then these corporations take the most strictest of all of them, apply it across the board because they're, quote, national or international in scope. This is where we're headed, folks. And so what will happen when free speech is controlled by big tech and they've got a, quote, global Supreme Court kind of an idea on your free speech? And then where will that back into? And you're going to have big business. You're going to have the fascist agenda of big business and government like you've never seen before. Whatever government can't enforce, big business will do the bidding for them. And they'll have to by compliance mechanisms. And we can go on and on and on about how diabolical and evil this is. But there you have it. I thought I'd just highlight that. I don't know if very many people understand how the Facebook board works and what it means for you and I. Doctor, final words yours. Well, the the old adage is if you get lost, sit down, look at your back trail, and uh, that's your safety. That That's how you get back to safety. And we do have a back trail that's well marked, eloquently, powerfully, explicitly, and directly. And we can return to that foundation that we had to begin with. And if we're unwilling to do that, we're going to continue to wander in the woods, falling in the river and briars and brambles. Because that's where we're headed with this thing. We've got to go back to the original intent of the American Founding Fathers, as is expressed in our, our uh, founding documents. So, And I sure pray, ladies and gentlemen, I sure <coughs> pray, ladies and gentlemen, that we don't have a, a we're going to end up with a metaphorical 40 years in the wilderness to get there. I sure pray we turn directly to God, repent, pray, and receive his blessings. For Dr. Scott Bradley... FreedomsRisingSun.com. God save the republic.